Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're on Team Human, where we challenge the operating systems driving our society, reveal the embedded codes, and share strategies for sustainable living, economic justice, and preservation of the quirky nooks and crannies that make people so much more than mere programs. This is where the conscious beats the automatic, an intervention by people on behalf of people. I'm Douglas Rushkoff, and I'm on Team Human. Today, Team Human's info artist, Danny Wu, is going to share with us how he uses data to provoke critical thinking, humor, and even human connection with infographics. We're all visual people from, from the get-go. That's something that we don't have to learn. So the visual aspect is just trying to make the story as clear as possible for everyone. We'll learn why the Trump presidency has inspired Wu to design a chart a day and to make tweets Trump again. It's time to intervene on behalf of people. This is Team Human. So every place I've been writing for lately, the editors, even if they really love the piece, they, they email back with some reference to something like, you know, can you make the piece just a bit more up to date? And that's really just a euphemism for... Can you include whatever today's latest Trump tweet was or whatever the the latest gaffe or news conference or firing or hiring or court decision? In other words, as if it's almost against the rules in journalism today to have an opening paragraph that has nothing to do with Trump. And they justify it as if, well, this is our responsibility as journalists to make sure we don't surrender to the new normal or we don't normalize what's going on. But I don't think that's really it. I mean, I I get what's going on. When I have a Trump title, 
in an article that I've written over the last couple of months, I did the math, I get about 30 times more views, 30 times more retweets. It's just simple math. And that's what these publications want, the good ones, even even the, the respectable ones, you know, places like The Atlantic, they want something to hook it in. They want views. And leveraging Trump seems to be the only way right now to promote an idea, any idea, new idea or an old idea. I, I feel like on my Twitter feed, if I really want people to look at what I posted to click on the link, I should just start every tweet with Trump exclamation point and then say whatever it is I'm going to say as if that is going to now get the attention that I'm trying to get for whatever it is I'm, I'm pushing on my Twitter feed. And to me, though, the idea that we have to do this, that this, the way it's being justified is not really fair. You know, this is being justified as if, well, if you don't do this, you know, if you don't refer to Trump in everything you do, then you are normalizing this Trump dictatorial presidency, and then you're part of the problem. But as I experience it, you know, being always Trump is almost a bit like being always on. You know, that's something I've criticized a lot in digital media, that the beauty of digital media was that you could turn it on and turn it off. You can participate in it, but you don't have to participate synchronously. It's an asynchronous medium. So you can wait for your email. You know, it can all stack up in your email inbox and then you get to it when you want to answer it. You can leverage the atemporal, the uh, asynchronous quality of this medium. And we took digital media and we turned it into this always on media. And now we respond to it whenever someone tweets. And because you respond when it vibrates, when you've gotten that ping, you end up responding in ways that you didn't mean to. And you lower the quality of your own discourse. You look stupid. And if we live in a 24-7, always Trump, reactive, responsive mode, it's just as bad. You know, how are we supposed to find coherence if we're living in response to that? It's a moving target. He is incoherent. So you can't mirror that. As journalists, as thinkers, we are pacing ourselves to Trumpism. We're pacing ourselves to this frantic pace, this, this you know, hornet's nest of bizarre activity. Yes, I get it. There's a danger. There's a true Trump danger. He's you know, partnered with the Russian oligarchs. He's in the most important, powerful position in the world. His fingers are very close to the, the thermonuclear war buttons. He's talking and, and threatening countries and saying strange things to them and destabilizing NATO and leading Russia and North Korea alike to take provocative acts they never would have taken in the past to see how far they can push us and things are unstable and a little bit crazy. I get that. But over the years, I've also learned about the value of being able to find coherence. And 
we're not going to find it living in reaction to a narcissistic sociopath. We'll become, you know, those movies where the detective is chasing the serial killer and over the course of the movie, the detective becomes as crazy as the serial killer and that's really all the serial killer wanted. You know, it's like the plot of, of the TV show Hannibal. It's really okay to have extended moments of your life when you're not thinking about Trump or about the destruction that he's wreaking. This is not a form of elitism to achieve coherence with your loved ones, with your pleasure, with your intellect, with your friends. That's not a form of elitism. We Jews, we celebrated Hanukkah in Auschwitz. You know, when I went to the Holocaust Museum, that was the thing that surprised me most, was that they made like these little tinfoil menorahs, Hanukkah menorahs. And this isn't that. And the way we're going to prevent ourselves from getting there is not by mirroring the insanity, but by finding extended periods of time apart from it. Those of us who have the the uh, luxury of being able to not be actively repressed by a regime for an hour or two or day or two at a time should exploit that freedom to come up with solutions, to do real things. You know, our strength as humans may not be in joining this Twitter sphere of, and not just on Twitter, but everywhere, of constant remarks and commenting on comments of comments. You know, this echo chamber, I hate to even use that term, this reverberating world of comments on comments on comments, and nobody really cares. You know, it's biased towards the non sequitur. It's biased away from coherence. It's biased toward the memory hole, the revisionist history, the decontextualized rage. No, power, real power, is gained not by aping those patterns, those rhythms, and responding to every little shiny, awful thing. We know it's a constant flow of ridiculous ideas and non-ideas and lies and fake facts. We know that's what's coming out. It's one big bluff that's coming out of him. No, our power is achieved by achieving real coherence, grounded in reality, in mutual aid, in community development. It's not a cop-out to sign off and take the struggle into the real world. You know, this focus, this endless focus on Trump and everything he says and does reinforces the illusion of his power. The focus on real people, that's what makes him disappear. I'm L.A. Kaufman, and I'm on Team Human. I am Brian Fitzgerald, and I'm on Team Human. I'm Jonathan Larson, and I'm on Team Human. I'm Kira Gond, and I'm on Team Human. We're Team Human, coming to you alive from the Basement Laboratory for Digital Humanism at CUNY Queens and online at teamhuman.fm. Our guest today is Danny Wu. 
Tor- as a as a data visualizer and yes. visual artist using digital technology, is Trump to you almost a golden opportunity to make sense of chaos? Sadly, yes. I wish that wasn't the case, but <laughs> him and uh, his uh, alternative facts are really inspiring to really find actual facts and visualize them and tell the actual story. So that that's why I've been doing a chart a day, trying to take what's in the headlines and take what Trump and Conway and Spicer and all these people are, are spewing to the media and basically tell the truth out of out of the lies that they that they spew. And how do people get to see the chart a day? Uh, so I posted on every single social media outlet that I could think of. <laughs> so I'm I'm on Twitter at Data Visual Info, Instagram at Data Visual Charts. Those are the two main ones that I've been using. the The idea, though, is if if there's real facts, mm-hmm. and then there's alternative facts, right? And it becomes kind of a war of words between right. you know Rachel Maddow and Brian Williams on the yeah. one side, and mm-hmm. say, and, or the Guardian and and then uh, Trump and his people and Bannon and his people on the other, um, visualizations can sort of rise above the words on a certain level. Right. So we're all visual people from from the get-go. So from birth, we see, we see shapes, we see colors, or the, the majority of us. And that's something that we don't have to learn. It's, an, it's inherent. As opposed to text, uh, we have to learn how to read numbers, mathematics. We have to learn what those represent. So the visual aspect is pretty much instantaneous. You can tell the difference between a long bar versus a short bar. So the visual aspect is just trying to make the story as clear as possible for everyone. There's something about visual things, too, that they feel more like gathering places than just transmitted fact. It's not like, here's my tweet, here's my words, right? You know, which, sort of, which has a one-to-one feeling sometimes. It's almost like a, a chart of something. It's, hey, let's gather around this... Thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more an enactment of fact rather than just data points. Right. You know, and even your work, I mean, even your ITP work, Splat, say. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, Splat is a, a project I worked on with two friends of mine. Uh, it's essentially a multiplayer video game designed for the 120-foot by 20-foot video wall at the IAC building in Chelsea in New York. And essentially, it's a, a very immature concept. You're essentially just a bird on a telephone wire, and you connect to the game using your mobile device. And the only thing you see on your phone is the image of your bird and then a button that says poop. Um, and the object of the game is just to poop on cars as they pass by underneath you, um, underneath the wire. But the, you only see the cars and the wire up on the big wall. Right. So it's a whole bunch of people standing together with their phones, each yeah. one representing one bird. Right. Yeah. In this sort of massively, I mean, it's not massive, It's but right. maybe 100 people or 60 people or whatever, yeah. all on the same high wire, all mm-hmm. pooping down on the same right. big train going by. Yeah, yeah. So what, what we realized when we actually showed it and had, I think we had 115 players at the same time. Um, we actually got the Guinness World Record for the most players playing in the same place on the same screen, which is pretty amazing. And what we noticed is that people were staring at their phones and staring at the screen, but also interacting with each other in the crowd, which is was unexpected, but pretty amazing. Well, um, and it's encouraging. I mean, for yeah. those of us who are concerned about, you know, digital, you know, invariably leading to isolation and alienation, right. yeah. that you can design experiences that are not just collective, but, 
collective in real space. I mean, these are real people gathered together at a single wall. Yeah, yeah, totally. So traditionally, most people just stare at their phone, like walking down the street and they're in their own world. This used that same device to actually get people to interact with each other in real life, which is pretty awesome. We were pretty excited about that. Because it's, I mean, partly because it's real world. It affects real world experience. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Your your many data or visualized uh, renderings of the Trump phenomenon right. are, uh, <laughs> uh, they're all feeding back in one way or another to reality and they're not you know they're yeah. not completely self-contained like right. the chrome extension block trump block supporters. trump yeah. block trump supporters yeah. and now that's doing well i mean that's had yeah it's doing better than i expected which is encouraging and that works by it it's an extension for your chrome browser right so you have to install it on chrome and essentially what it does is it blocks you from viewing any trump related website so trump organizations websites Trump supporter websites, and also any websites that sell Trump or Ivanka products on there. This data set is um, put together by some movement called Grab Your Wallet. There's a hashtag, Grab Your Wallet. And they've been compiling a spreadsheet of all the companies that sell Trump products or Ivanka products and link to the proof that, that is on their website. So I I defer the data collection to some other individuals and some other organizations rather than putting it on, all on my, my shoulders. And the, the strangest one of your uh, apps is the uh, Make uh, make Tweets Trump Again, uh, <laughs> right. which I guess is a website. Yeah. So yeah. you just go to maketweetstrumpagain.com. Com. Right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, do that right now, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then come back. No, but um, and what will they see when they go there? Um, so, yeah, I, I what I want to do with that is essentially make a more appropriate, in my in my mind, a more appropriate Donald Trump tweet notifier. So, what the website does is it pings Twitter, his Twitter account, uh, every five or six seconds to see if he's tweeted something new, and if he has tweeted something new, then it displays the tweet. But it also plays a random video from YouTube of screaming animals. So that's that's basically how I envision, or that's what comes into my mind every single time Trump opens his mouth or tweets something. And that's I, I wanted to bring that into to reality. So I just made a site that that does that. It creates this gestalt overlay of right. a screaming frog and. <laughs> Donald Trump's tweet. Right. And we're overlaying a animated GIF of Donald Trump on top of the, the video. So occasionally you, you get the actual animal behind Trump's face. So it kind of looks like it's a it's a mesh. Right. The of, eyes kind of match up animal. for a second. Yeah. yeah. And Trump. So you get the inner reptile <laughs> coming out directly. Right. As a as a human being yourself. Yeah. Which I'm assuming you are. You seem maybe maybe. <laughs> I mean, you're you're doing something that I think a lot of our listeners are trying to do. You know, a lot mm. of uh, young people come out of a design school. Right, they've got certain skills, and yeah. it's like the only way to stay alive mm. seems to be I'm going to go work for a big advertising agency. Yeah, you know, and do their websites or their banner ads or right. whatever it is, and that takes so much time. You know, I'm there ten hours a day and mm-hmm. fifteen during pitches. That you kind of lose touch with your more social activist side or the part of you that wants to make the world a better place. Right, right. You know, how did you 
kind of, I mean, you had a career as a designer designer. Right. And then you've kind of managed to steer a path towards other stuff. How was, how did that work? Yeah. So both my parents are graphic designers. I was, I was kind of raised in a, a design household. So I was exposed to uh, different lectures and conferences around design. So that's, it's kind of in my blood. But I've always been obsessed with uh, new technologies and, and programming languages and um, uh, electrical engineering and uh, the technological side of the world. So I, after spending, I think, eight or nine years uh, working as a branding designer, website designer in kind of the corporate world, I, I got sick of that world and I wanted to do something something else that was more a combination of, of creative thought and, and technology. So that's why I, I ended up going to NYU's ITP uh, interactive telecommunications program for my master's degree, where I, I got to combine my passion for programming with my passion for, uh, well, all my passions for design or skateboarding or music or the list just goes on and on. After ITP, I was lucky enough to start teaching uh, at NYU as well as at, at Queens College. Um, so I'm full-time faculty here now. So that gives me the freedom to uh, teach classes that uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about, but also to work on projects uh, like this that are, are inspired by Trump's terrible policies and, and beliefs. Half my time is more artistic and activist-driven. The other half is I, I still do kind of more traditional um, websites and apps as well. I am the founder of a company called Data Visual, which is a data visualization design software platform, which I use for my my own chart development based on some of the like Trump data that I've been collecting and, and sourcing. But I also have a number of clients in the uh, news media industry that use it for data-driven journalism, essentially. Is that free for people if they want to go play with it? Yeah, it's free to um, create an account and uh, design a chart, upload data, and output a JPEG. There's different levels, too, if you want to output like something that's interactive or have a team account. But it's it's free to get going initially. So as far as activists now, you yeah. know, uh, someone's got a, a zine or a website yeah. or they want to put something up on Medium. Right. And they've got an argument and they've got some data. They can go right. to this yeah. You can go to data visualization. Yeah, so the URL is uh, datavisu.al. <laughs> uh, it's a, it was cool at the time, but it's really hard to pronounce. <laughs> we'll um, put it on the site. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyone can go to it. I, I also, all the charts that I've been producing on a daily basis about current events and Trump and Obama's legacy and all that information, all those charts are, are free for anyone to use on, on the data visual site. So you, you can take it, you can save it, you can output it, you can upload new data sets if you just like the design. So it's free and accessible to anyone who has, has an account. How, how are you feeling these days about the impact of your work? In other words, are you thinking that the charts and visualizations and ideas that you're putting out there are going to change minds or the way people are thinking and then perhaps change outcomes? Or do you feel more like you're leaving a record for future archaeologists <laughs> right. that someone was here who knew what was going on. Yeah. It's probably a little bit of both. What I'm trying to do is just lay out the actual facts, the, the actual data. Uh, and if that changes your mind, great. But what if the data and the facts are themselves the problem? Yeah. In other words, if we go yeah. into their heads for a minute, it's like 
okay, yeah, 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 there are these facts. on the, But we want the world to be like this. Right. And unless you can go with us to yeah. there, it's a bit like, you know, uh, uh, there's an alternate reality right, that right. we can go to if we just believe. I mean, mm. it's very American. Frank Baum, just close your eyes, click your heels. Right. Then you'll be home or at the Emerald City or you have a heart, you've got a brain. Yeah. No, could might we be the opposite? We're just we're these we're just dragging our feet back in the land of facts rather than that of infinite possibility. Right. <laughs> well put. <laughs> um, you don't worry about that. I, I mean, <laughs> I, if some people are just never going to change their minds. I, I mean, when the everyone thought the world was flat, and then it was proved it wasn't. It took how long? But to we might change be the flat mind? world people. Yeah. <laughs> What if we're wrong? All these numbers, all these pictures yeah. are depicting our our flatland right. mental state. Well, that that would be unfortunate. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going down the complete wrong path. <laughs> right. There is no climate problem. There is, it's all... Stop. You know, it, it's kind of like the placebo effect, I guess, on a certain level. Yeah. You know, that they're like, just be, just take this pill and it'll work you know and if you yeah. believe it works it works better right than if you don't yeah which is the case in, in many situations um it's probably the case when it comes to trump and his alternative facts too they just that's the facts to them and that's always going to be the facts to them and that's just how it's going to be unfortunately <laughs> or we'll see we'll see but uh, i'm more interested to follow you and i hope uh our uh our listeners do they look up a couple of these projects. If you, where's the easiest repository online for people to tap into all these? Probably dannywoo.com, D-A-N-N-E-W-O-O.com. Hasn't been updated in a little bit, so I'll make sure to update it uh, very soon. All right, good. Yeah, because I want people to see, especially I want them to to see these daily charts, right, right, right. which are are amusing, horrifying, but uh, yeah. very. Uh, uh, virally uh, suited for viral spread right, right so i love the idea of people having facts with pictures rather than just you know cats yeah yeah and i'd love to make this a collaborative effort too so if anyone has any uh, interesting data sets or, or relevant data sets to what's going on today um I, i'd love to collaborate with them on on the visual oh we do yeah team human is filled with people with facts amazing that need to be uh, that need to be visualized fantastic yeah let's do it so expect the flood okay cool thanks for being on team human that was my pleasure thanks for having me dannywoo.com that's d-a-n-n-e-w-o-o.com is where you can find a link to Wu's chart a day as well as other politically inspired projects like make tweets trump again and Wu's Chrome extension don't support Trump's supporters. The site also features creative works, including Wu's large-format multiplayer game Splat and his generative font project Type Galapagos, among others. Design your own data visualizations using Wu's web-based data design toolkit, Data Visual, which can be found at www.datavisual.al. Thanks for joining Team Human. We'll be back in the basement media squat here at the Laboratory for Digital Humanism again next week with new strategies for human intervention in the machine. Come visit us at teamhuman.fm where you'll find more information about our supporters and guests, the work they're doing, a coin slot through which you can make a contribution, and ways to find the others. Team Human, our last best hope for peeps.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.